Welcome back to another episode of the RAG podcast with me, Sean Anderson, the CEO and founder of Hoxo Media. As you know, Fridays, 11 a.m. in February, every week, we've brought to you a special episode dedicated to our Project 500 initiative. Um, this is actually the last installment of this little series with me, obviously, joined by Tim Rodell, the founder and CEO of Simply Commerce. Um, we don't, we have to mention that because Tim was a little bit upset that he didn't he didn't write it on his on his own screen <laughs> as we got ready for this session. Um, and Chris Redmond, the managing partner and founder of Red Holt Search. Good morning, gentlemen. Good hey, morning. Sean. Well done, Sean. That was the first time you got my surname pronounced correctly in the whole four weeks. Rodell over Rodel. Yeah. Well, the other, the other, I'm also wondering what the Timothy's all about. It's usually, if I'm Christopher, it's either the police or my mum speaking to me. So <laughs> I'd imagine you've got the same with Timothy. Well, I've gone formal. I've worn a jumper. Got my full. Is that a jumper? What is that? That doesn't. Hey, like... he's, he's up, Sean. All right, this is my smartest. Pajamas. Jumper. It looks like pajamas, mate. My, my, my wife bought me this. And Redders has gone sports cash by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. dressed on Friday. Just propping up the team again, don't worry. Always, always, always consistent. Although, although the first thing, so, so we we joined the call about ten minutes earlier. You know, we're waiting for Tim because he was late, but that's another story. Um, I know what you're going to say now. And this thing Red has said. First thing, oh, morning, mate. He goes, "Oh, you look tired." I was like, oh, cheers. <laughs> yeah, cheers, bud. Like making me feel brilliant. Um, I, did to, I did say to you, Sean. I meant that in a caring, affectionate, collegiate way. That's cool. Thought, but the best bit about it is, I feel, I feel great. So I'm like, I just look like shit. And I was like, lockdown. <laughs> The hair's grown, you know, the bouffons come in, lockdown cut, so so that might be why. Um, but yeah, Timothy Rodell of Simply Commerce, he, you know, wasn't very happy that on the screen it didn't have his company name and then realised it was his own job to write that in. So what do you, what do you got to say to that, Tim? Well, with your advice and guidance, I managed to rectify the situation. <laughs> we got there in the end. We got there in the end. Well, gents... Um, I, I can't believe we're at the end of Feb. Can you? Like, what, what the hell? Where has that time gone? Um, it feels yeah. like yesterday we had that initial conversation. You know, we wanted to make some some a, a real difference to people out there, um, the children of the UK. We, we you know, we Chris did that initial research with with Tim, and they said to me like, you know, 1.4 to 1.8 million students in the UK without laptops. Um, we had no at the time. We had no idea when this lockdown would end. You know, there was, it was there was no no indication. We still don't know for definite, but we've got that nice roadmap that, we, that came in. Um, so, you know, it was it was just one of those things. We said, let's go and let's go and get on with it. And and now, you know, that was about seven eight weeks ago. We're at the end of February, and and I'm really proud to say that we we hit the. The, the milestone we set ourselves like that we actually said look if we we, we really want to get to forty thousand that is the number that if we did it in february we'd be we'd be pleased with ourselves and we got off to a flyer do you remember we did 30 grand in week one i think we had about four days i was like yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make millions here but then it all did seem to level out and we've we've, we've got over that line um so tim in how do you feel in reflection what's your sort of i don't know what, what comes to your brain when you think about the last four to seven weeks that we've been doing it's, it, uh, it's certainly uh, been a much bigger undertaking than i anticipated when we had a chat over the phone i thought yeah. we'll uh, put a few posts out and we'll raise a few quid and and that'll be that but um it's it's been a lot more uh, time consuming than i first thought but with the help of of you guys and then the rest of 
the team in Red Hulk and Hoxo and Simply Commerce. Between us, we've managed to pull it together and uh, put the supply chain in place and get the laptops out. Just all the little things you didn't think about, how, how who's going to contact the schools, make sure that they're getting the right number of laptops and we can apportion the laptops accordingly based on the total amount we've got and the money coming in, how we're going to get it out. There's just so much more that I didn't think about that uh, that we found out along the way. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to the conversations that we had only a few weeks ago that kind of feels like years ago as well as yesterday with those teachers. You know, mm. some of the stories and anecdotes that they were sharing with, with us at the time were tearjerkers, to be honest. I mean, you, you know, the headmistress that we spoke to that time that you introduced to the call, Tim, um, you know, some of the stories about the way that kids were suffering from not being able to socialise, educate, you know, their parents were not in a position to be able to not just buy laptops, but even when they brought them to them, set the laptops up. I, you know, make it, I just can't believe we're at the end of February. We've been kicking the hell out of this for the last four weeks and we've managed to achieve what we have. And when I think of those people now, I just think it's just fantastic that actually, you know, we spoke to them, we told them about what we're going to do and we delivered on it as well. Yeah. yeah. You know what I looked at um, yesterday? Uh, I was looking at some stats and there's about eight and a half million kids in, in education up to 18. So approximately 20% have had no access to laptops. Uh, that's an incredible, as a percentage of the total um, number of kids in school. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, I, I I wanted to give a, a quick shout out to the people that have actually, you know, made the difference here, the people that have actually donated. So um, I'm just going to run through some. Obviously, there's um there's there's a lot of people. We've had 100, 149 backers. All right. Um, which is just insane. And I can't name everyone. And there's quite a lot of people that have anonymously backed us. But some some names that stick out was you know Leo Harrison chapter two when we did that first initial uh, live show he just said look I'm putting a thousand pound in got the ball rolling which was amazing um, then we had uh, the likes of uh, the likes of Lloyd Gordon at Focus Cloud who, who gave seven hundred and fifty pounds we had Darren Ravel who put in a thousand pounds from Recruiter Web and then he gave another five hundred pounds. Um, later on, we've had the guys at uh, Alexander Lloyd who've donated twice. They took a percentage of their billings in both January and February and have given us a percentage of that, which is amazing. Um, we had, I mean, I'm sorry if I miss anyone out here, but there's literally like Lauren Hopkins, Grace Personnel, very, very small recruitment company. And there's only like three people and giving us a thousand pounds, which is just insane, really, isn't it? Um, and, and you just think, what? And then we had, um, People like your, I think it's your brother, Chris, um, giving us a, from Rakiva, giving us a thousand. Yeah. Wendy Gannon, 500. Um, I mean, these are not all, these are not huge companies. These are people that are, you know, they're, they're finding money that they could do other things with to, to get on board. And, and, I, and, I, and I just think it's incredible. And then there was others like Joe Curtis from 3Search giving us 3,000 pounds. And then, Vincere giving us fifteen hundred pounds in two instalments, and five. Cool. I mean, the big one, Callum and Callum Taylor and Jack from CLM Search on the second of February donated ten thousand pounds. I mean, just, just take a minute to think about ten thousand pounds. I mean, these guys. 
I work with them, the clients. Callum's a personal friend. I've known him for a few years through um, through family, and you know, they did. Their, they only started their recruitment company in lockdown. They started in March. They they were let go of a previous company that went under. Started in a fucking pandemic. Did a million in revenue in year one between three of them, and then decided they were going to give ten thousand to charity anyway. And then when they heard about our initiative, literally on that first Friday called me that night and was like, I'm going to give you 10 grand. I was, I just could not believe it. It was like, so that, you know, quarter of our revenue of, of, well, of our, of our fundraising activities have come from that one business. So, you know, I, I can't thank them enough. Um, yeah, likewise. Sean, but, I think the other, the other chat out that I'd like to make is to Dave Heron, the CEO at Wilton and Bain and the guys over there, not only did the board as a, as an organization donate, I think it was two grand, but actually what Dave, rallied the troops to do in terms of the consultants was all donate individually across the course of one friday i think it was our first friday yeah. and i think they raised over 700 pounds individually to contribute so amazing you know, i did i did a, a 120 second podcast yesterday with callum hull from ai recruiter and they asked me to answer two questions and one one of the you gave me a list of 15 to choose from and one of them was you know what, what's a myth that you would like to debunk and one of the and my response to that was, you know, the, the reputation that rec the recruitment industry and recruiters had. And I spoke about this initiative in Callum's podcast and just said, if if putting your money where your mouth is, is one way of determining who people are in terms of their value set. I definitely feel as though every single person that's participated in what we've done here has made a statement about who they are and who we are as a sector as well which I just think is, you know, part of the residual benefit of what we've done here over the course of February. Yeah, insane. What, have either of you got the detail of the, the, the different schools we've worked with and, and the amount of children and the, the detail around the project? Chris, have you got that? I haven't got that to hand. I mean, I did some rough analysis on it earlier and we need to get that from Holly. Um, but what I, what I suggest we do probably, Sean, is, is publish something to everybody, you know, so that we can give at least a summary of where we are. And I think you were saying earlier, lads, that we're going to let this roll so that people that want to give or that think of, uh, you know, they want to do something over the next few weeks, they can still do that. I mean, obviously, when kids return to school on the 8th, I think it's going to lift some of the emphasis that we started this to address. But like you just said, Tim, when you look at stare down the barrel of what was it, 8 million students in the UK and 20% of them don't have a laptop, there's still a massive validity to what we've started here, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, and again, the point I raised last week about it only takes one positive test within one of the bubbles at, at one of these schools and then you're, you've got 40, 60, 80, 100 people back working from home. Hmm. So the problem is not going to go away. No, it, it might be uh, resolved in the very short term from the 8th of March, but it's inevitable there's going to be positive tests. Yeah. And the same problem will occur. Yeah, for sure. I think the good news is, look, I, I, I think I put a post up on Monday, I think. Oh, no, it was Tuesday. And it was a video that I personally recorded on the 13th of March last year. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I recorded that. I'll be honest, I'd had a few beers in the afternoon, like just, just watching fucking Donald Trump go tell tell the world we're screwed. I, I had a few Guinnesses and and I was on my own and I remember making that video and I was planning on posting it and then the next day I was like, do I come across drunk? Like, I don't know if I just look like an idiot and I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just, I parked it and I've always had that video on my phone. I've always looked back at it and I, and I posted it and um, it just shows where we've come as a, 
you know, it, if you look at the pandemic, I felt like after Monday, that was the best feeling, the, be the, the furthest away from that moment back 12 months ago that we've been. Um, now, we don't know what's ahead. We, there could be way more challenges. Like you say, Tim, there's going to be loads of ups and downs, but I'm confident we're on the right track. I'm confident the light is at the end of the tunnel. Um, but I still don't think that that means we'll ever go back to the way it was. I think there'll always be a, even school, like that, schools and people in general are going to, you know, the digital economy is here. The digital nomad economy is here. So, you know, getting, getting technology into the hands of children is, is not a, a short term issue. Like, you know, and th just think about the disparity of kids that grow up without technology and the ones that do in terms of the jobs they will get, the skills they'll have. Massively. They're, they're, yeah. They're just so much more like, they're just going to be so much more ready for work, ready to earn money, ready to get on in life than those that have not had access to tech. When we were younger, I mean, I didn't have a laptop till I was 21, didn't have a computer growing up, but yeah, it wasn't a big thing. Like, it was not a problem. Whereas now, a family without devices, I think they're, they're seriously going to hold their children's opportunities back. What, what do you think of that? I, I think, um, you know, I will address this, but broader picture, I think that, this pandemic, and I feel like you're right, Sean, I, th I hope we're on the right path now, and my heart tells me that we are, but I feel like the pandemic's brought out a lot of the best in the recruitment sector. You know, we've risen to the challenge. People have sharpened their blade when it comes to productizing and weaponizing their proposition. We, I feel like it's helped us lose the undercurrent of paranoia that was so prevalent from business owners across their businesses when they had to let their people work from home and judge them on their output, not just what time they got to their desk and what time they left their desk. But I think that when it comes to this initiative and you know going forward in terms of the kids that will benefit from the laptops that we've, we've made sure they've got in front of them, we'll never know what that value is in terms of the way it plays out. But I would almost guarantee that there's gonna be a kid out there somewhere who will be thinking, I don't know, quite know how this laptop ended up arriving at my house. You know, we maybe we don't have much, or I never had a device before. I, I certainly don't have a Nintendo or whatever. And then all of a sudden I got a laptop, but thank God I got it. You know, that's why I learned to do this and I learned to do that. And I could chat to my mates and they're the things that we'll never know. But that's where the rubber hits the road for me on yeah. the difference that we'll have made to hundreds of kids' lives. Yeah. It's, it's impacting the social mobility as well because those kids who've already got laptops and they've, their parents have got money and they've got access to the things they need, they've already got an advantage and that advantage will get bigger as they move through school and they go into roles where you have to have that digital awareness or understanding of tech. And so by providing laptops for the kids that don't have it we're hopefully helping uh, helping to uh, make that social mobility gap between those who have and those who don't um, smaller you know sure. one of the things that it also brought home to me guys is that you know whenever you talk about polarization and rich and poor type topics and people who have and people who have not got access to things you, you kind of don't really feel the proximity of how close you potentially are to that being the case. And one of the things that this has taught me is that you've got that polarization in every single school. You know, it's there on our doorstep, literally. And, um, you know, we're not talking about particularly impoverished part of the country, of a country. Of course we are. But it, you've, got the, you've got the kids at that end of the spectrum in every single school who just don't, for whatever reason, have a laptop. And, um, and we need it just as much as anyone else does. So 
I, I think it's awesome that it's been right on our doorstep and we've, you know, we've helped kids up and down the country that are literally just out there, you know, it's, I think yeah. it's awesome. Agreed. Um, all right. What's your one highlight memory of the, of the whole thing? What's the one thing that stands out? Chris, you kick us off. What's your one highlight? I think the, I think the first week, you know, the actually doing this and, seeing you guys and then when you push the button on the on the podcast Sean and you go live and you you get that feeling you know it, it's it's in your gut we're like we're doing this the gun's just gone off it's happening mm. and um that was the compliment really to the emotion that I had when I called you up and said Sean come do something about this mate we can't just be spectators to what's happening in our own backyard you know when we pulled it all together and you know the operational stuff and you guys did such a good job of the marketing and Tim, I've got to say, for me, Holly in your team has been the absolute superstar of this behind the scenes. She actually is what has made this happen. Now, we've been the face of it and all that. And, you know, Nick and the guys at Keyzone and Mohit in my team and Gurney is fantastic in Hoxo. But Holly's the, Holly's the person that's made it all happen on a day-to-day -day basis. So I don't think we should wrap this up without saying thanks to the whole team. But Holly's the MVP for me. Oh, yeah, wow. 100%. She's, uh, she's been a bit of a legend when it comes to, to pulling this all together. And it takes a lot more than, than any of us anticipated to yeah. keep things moving. But um, the highlights for me, to answer your question, Sean, there are two. The first one is getting myself locked out of my own office. LinkedIn <laughs> Live. That was a highlight. Um, but the... Actually, the highlight for me was when we first received the email from the first school. Yeah. See the laptops, just the email, the letter, and the pictures, just thanking us for sending them the laptops. Yeah. And there's one of the one of the, the kids had put a little bit about how they felt and uh, what that's going to do for them, and they don't like hand the writing. The handwriting's no good. Just that was the the point where you realised the difference that you were making from. The, the fundraising and, and then the uh, getting the laptops out to, to the schools. That was probably the best bit for me. I've got a couple. I love that. I love what you said there. My my funny one was when I text my lads group, my WhatsApp group to the boys in London and I wrote, like, lads, please get on board. I mean, they're all doing pretty well at work. They've got they've got good jobs. They can help. And then my best mate wrote, you know, is that it? You're not even like running or doing a marathon or, or, <laughs> or anything. He's like, you just want us to pay, and that is it. I was like, just fuck off and read it, will you? Um, and then he donated that day, but uh, I thought that was quite funny. He's like, you're not even running, you're not even doing anything. Like, I was like, yeah, it's a good point. No, no, we're just we're just gonna shout about it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously when I announced it internally at Hock Solar, and I just said, look, I'm not. Like we were that busy. I was like, this is not going to happen Monday to Friday, nine to five. Like if we're going to do this, we've got to do it in our spare time. Like, you know, I'm the only person that's doing this in business hours. Gurney, the team, the designers, developer, all the people behind the scenes and every single member of staff just messaged me independently going, whatever you need. Like, and that, I thought that was brilliant because we've asked a lot, um, you know, of people to do there and, and they, you know, they've loved it. Um, but the, the main highlight for me was, was the, the fact that you two chose me to talk to independently of each other within 24 hours. It wasn't even like there was a big gap. It was literally Tim in the evening, Chris in the morning. And that's one thanks for giving me the shout because I wasn't coming up with this idea. Um, and uh, crazy timing. Like, it's just weird that, don't you think? Like, to, to yeah. think you both had the same exact idea. Not even like similar. It was like schools, kids, laptops, bang. And 
Tim, you were talking about tech supplier. You already had one, Chris. It was just, it was just a really good fit. So, um, I just want to say thanks to you. Well, I've got a well, mate. There's a reason why we both called you. You know, I think you've earned a spot in the sector at the moment as the figurehead for a lot of people. You can tell that when you post anything on LinkedIn, mate. I can't keep track of the number of likes and shares that you generate. But um, in fact, I want to talk to you about engagement rates after this because I want to get your take on uh, Red Hole and how we're doing at the moment. But one of the things that I'm going to miss particularly is Timothy Rodale's villain chair. The uh, I think we need yeah. to get a white cat. So he, he, he should have like yeah, he should have a cat like a hairless cat on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely got a bit of James Bond villain going on with that chair. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but thanks to you two, uh, thanks to everyone who's donated. Sorry, I couldn't name everyone. I mean, there was loads. Even like Amelia Sordell, obviously. Um, a competitor of mine, effectively, someone who says the same things. We come up against each other a lot, I think, for business, but she was amazing at getting on board and, and she's got a huge following and, and you know, we, we raised a fair few thousand pounds off the back of that. Um, everyone who's donated, everyone who's given us a, a pound or more, thank you. It's been a pleasure to, to, to do this and, you know, it, we wouldn't happen without you guys. Um, I think it's fair to say this... This is not over, but for now we're gonna we're gonna leave it open. But we're not gonna keep pushing the the the, the bandwagon in March. We're gonna get back to we're gonna try and get back to normality as the country gets back to normality, and we're gonna see how things go. And if you know if we need to restart this again and push it again, we will. And perhaps we'll have Project Five Hundred will come out in a new in a new initiative in the future with uh, with a, with a with a different challenge or whatever whatever whatever's presented. The one thing I'm confident of is if we have an idea. The recruitment industry will help. That's what I'm excited about. Agreed. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for sharing um, all of your your you know your, not only your money but your your time on on LinkedIn. The amount of people who've posted like I've donated, I'm back in this. Um, if you do want to know any more about what we've done, um, you've got any questions about where your money's gone, um, please let us know directly at, um, at Project Five Hundred. Is it Project Five Hundred at Redholt.net? Um, yeah. We'll also, we will be publishing a report based on exactly which schools, children, all the rest of it that got laptops. Um, and we will see you again soon. I'll be back again Wednesday with the the, the normal um, res resuming of normal behavior within the RAG podcast. Um, in the meantime, you stay safe and I'll see you soon.